Hi, this is Nick Carver, host of the Pin Down Wrestling Show for MSU Impact Sports. Welcome to the show. This is my first podcast and whatnot, so I'm really excited to be here. Glad for the opportunity. I'm going to recap some action from last night's Meet versus Minnesota and also wrestling news from across the Big Ten. It's pretty interesting in the Big Ten. we got quite a season here for Michigan State. It's been difficult so far, but we're looking to improve and uh, keep moving up in the rankings, things like that. So nationally, well, at least in the Big Ten, um, Penn State wrestled Indiana last night in Bloomington. Penn State, which is number one nationally, kind of gave it to Indiana. They were ranked 19 at the time. Uh, Penn State won 36-6 in the team's first Big Ten road duel. Penn State won 8 of 10 bouts, which included three technical falls and three majors, which kind of allowed them to sail to their victory. The duel started at 197 pounds, where sophomore Morgan McIntosh, who's number seven nationally, rolled to a 14-4 victory against Garrett Goldman. The next bout was probably one of the most anticipated of the duel meet. Uh, Junior Nittany Lion Jimmy Lawson, ranked 12 at 285, took on number eight Adam Chalfant for the Hoosiers. Chalfant connected an early five-point move and was able to hold off a late uh, Lawson flurry to post the 9-4 to victory. Ohio State wrestled Northwestern last night in Columbus. Uh, they actually wrestled at Cincinnati Moeller High School, which I'm not really sure why they would do that, but that's what happened. Um, Ohio State improved to 7-2 and overall and 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten with a 21-12 and win. 21 to 12 win against uh, Northwestern, who was number 15. The Buckeyes won six matches, including a tech fall by junior Logan Steber at 141 pounds and major decision by sophomore Kenny Kortz at 184. There was three consecutive victories between 125 to 141 that lifted the uh, Buckeyes to an 11 and 0 lead. Nick Roberts, a redshirt freshman, 125 pounder, who's number 18 in the nation. Handed Garrison White a 13-9 setback. Roberts owned a 12-2 lead after the second period before White held Roberts scoreless in the third period and ranked, recorded seven points in the final period. However, Roberts held on for the victory. Uh, senior and eight, eighth-ranked Nick Heflingov, I hope I pronounced that right, not sure, uh, gave the Buckeyes their final win of the evening with his 13-6 victory versus number 17, Alex Palazzi at 197. So that's what we got going in the Big Ten. It's uh, And then uh, we're on to our Michigan State Spartans. Like I said earlier, wrestling in the Big Ten is kind of an uphill battle because this conference is one of the most elite in wrestling. National powerhouses such as a Penn State, an Iowa, or a Minnesota tend to attract the most res- recruits simply due to their stirring reputations and legacies. Uh, Michigan State has it tough when they wrestle a talented squad like Minnesota, but head coach Minkle tends to prepare them for these meets with psychological stuff, like, you know, don't wrestle the guy for his ranking. Well, you know, Minnesota's is, you know, one of the, you know, two or three best teams in the country. You know, they're they're ranked second, and and rightfully so. They've got a mature team, you know, very, very uh, uh, highly skilled group, and, uh, but, but you prepare, you know, First of all, you know you train hard. You know, make sure that you're you're ready to go. But then, probably as importantly, is you you try to you know get your team to understand that you know you, we don't want to wrestle the school or the reputation or you know 
ranking or, you know, all of that stuff. You just got to go out there and wrestle this guy, you know, and then, and, uh, and then it becomes a matter of, you know, you keep good position, you keep a lot of pressure, you want to be, you know, tough on top, you got to get off the bottom and, and, uh, and really it's just you and another guy. And so, you know, we get, we've, you know, we got to wrestle that way. Because if you, you know, if you wrestle everything else, you know, you don't have a chance. It's just you versus him when you're out there on the mat. And as my old coach used to say, the guy puts his underwear on one leg at a time, just like you, which never really helped me, but I'm sure it did for somebody else. Um, you know, our uh, our meet began at 125 pounds with senior Brandon Lyon for the Spartans versus Sam Brankel of Minnesota. Uh, Lyon started off the match with a headlock in the first period, a couple single leg attempts. Brankel got a two point takedown, then Lyon got an escape. And then Brankel got an escape. Lyon looked really tired in the second period due to a lot of shots and not much production. Then Brankel got a near fall, two points for that. Lyon looked exhausted in the beginning of the third. And then he Brankel just continued to work on the top, breaking him down. He got one point riding time. Lyon ended up taking a loss, which is really unfortunate. Second for the Spartans at 133 was redshirt freshman Garth Yenter versus uh, David Thorne for Minnesota, who's ninth in the nation. You know, it was just one of those matches where you, you just kind of hope our guy can get out there and do what he best he can. But at the end of the day, it was just tough. You know, Thorne's ranked number nine in the nation, which is not something to sniff at. And especially when you're going up against Minnesota, who is a second-ranked team in the nation and 3-0 and in the Big Ten. It's just tough. Ended up with Thorne got a tech fall in the middle of the second period to raise the Gophers score to 8 over to uh, 8-0. At 141 pounds, it was Brian Gibbs for the Spartans versus Josh Shoup at Minnesota's. Josh Shoup. It was not the most exciting match, but it ended up, you know, it started, uh, Shoup got an escape in the beginning of the second period because there wasn't a whole lot in the first. It was kind of just a lot of grappling, a lot of hand fighting, things like that. Um... Gibbs got an escape, which tied it up 1-1 to in the beginning of the third period. And then Gibbs got a takedown in the third period with less than a minute left. Shoup ended up with uh, an escape, but Gibbs got on the board and ended up with a 3-2 victory, which was the, you know, put the Spartans on the board. It was 8-3 to at that point in the match. And then in one of the most, you know, what I thought was one of the most hard-fought matches of the night was MSU's Nick Trimble versus... Uh, Minnesota's second-ranked Nick Dardanes at 149 pounds. It started out, Dardanes got a double-leg takedown, two points Minnesota, and that was about it for the first period. Uh, Dardanes chose down, and then he got an escape point. Then he got a two-point takedown in the second. Trimble was down 5-0 in the middle of the second period. Lock hands call on Dardanes in the end of the second. The fans in the stand were visibly upset at the lack of a takedown for Trimble because he was fighting on the edge, and it looked like it looked like to me he had it. You know, maybe my opinion's a little biased, but it looked like he had a takedown, but the refs just weren't calling it. Um, Trimble ended up getting a one-point escape with a minute 15 left in the third period. At that point, he was down 3-5 to five to Dardanes in the third. Dardanes got a spin-around takedown to raise the score to 7-4 to four after Trimble got an escape. Dardanes ended up with a 7-4 to four victory, it was, like I said, it was a really hard-fought match by uh, Trimble. I mean, this guy was just busting, you know, he was trying his best. He's a sophomore versus this junior, Dardanes, who's 20-1 and on the year and has, 
you know, only one loss in the Big Ten, which is just incredible. And then at that point, there was a break in the match. Uh, I decided to go around and ask a couple Spartan fans and one Minnesota wrestler's brother how they thought the match was going. A lot of interesting opinions from uh, our Spartan faithful. One fan noted that it seemed like the Minnesota wrestlers were more technically versed than our Spartan grapplers. I kind of disagreed with that, but um, here's some of that sound for the listeners. This is Evan Nelson. He's a Minnesota fan, unfortunately. Yeah. What do you think about the match so far? Uh, it's a pretty good match. Um, you know, I thought we would, uh, especially Dar- Nick Dardane's match, I thought he was going to blow that guy out of the water and wrestle him real tough. Um, you know, Nick's um, really pushes the pace, he's in good condition, and I thought that guy wrestled really well. Absolutely. So I'm impressed with Michigan State so far. Yeah, we're just hoping for a couple better results. Yeah. Uh, where are you from in Minnesota? Uh, from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, my brother is Tony Nelson, so coming here to watch him. And he's, the core is tough, so it's going to be fun to watch that match. It's going to be a good match. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. My name is Dave Dilworth. I'm, I live in Howell, Michigan. Pleasure to meet you, Dave. So what do you think about the match so far? I think it's very exciting. I think Michigan State's doing a pretty good job. I know that Jay Robinson has a real strong program. Obviously, they're ranked number two in the country. And his kids are always known for being in great shape and, and strong because he used to be a strength coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, I think Michigan State's doing pretty good. Even a couple of their losses, that one loss where the kid came out and was really scrapping, uh, I, I think Michigan State's doing pretty good. Yeah, Brian, I think it was Brian Gibbs. Was that who it was? I forget the kid, but yeah. but the, that, that was against that Darnell's kid or the, the number two ranked kid at one, 149 maybe. Yeah. But he did a, he, he wrestled a, pre, a real good match, and he kept after him. I thought he, instead of being afraid of him and pulling back, he, he went right after him, which I thought took a lot of guts, and I thought he wrestled well. Absolutely, versus a number two ranked wrestler like that. Um, so I see you're a rugby fan, are you? Well, yeah, I actually wrestled in college at Purdue, but now I coach rugby. And uh, my daughter goes to Michigan State. So it's go green, go white, you know. And so I'm wearing this shirt because this is the team that I coach, which is Howell Rugby, and our colors are green and white. But I'm pulling for Michigan State because my daughter goes to Michigan State. And we've come to some of the matches last year, so we're getting to know some of the kids and how they wrestle. Like, we're really looking forward to the, I think it's the 189-pounder in the heavyweight. John Riscala and Mike McClure? Yeah, yeah. They, they, we watched them last year, and, and they're both good. So we're looking forward to some good matches at the end of, the, end of this meet. After the break in the wrestling, it was MSU's 157-pounder, Roger Wildmo versus Minnesota's number 8th-ranked Dylan Ness. Um... Wilma was down 5-3 to three in the beginning of the second period. He chose the top position. Uh, Ness ended up with a two-point reversal and then three-point near fall. Uh, Wilma was down 10-3 at the top of the third. He chose top position to start the period again. Uh, Ness got another two-point reversal. Wilma looked fatigued at the end of the third period. And then, you know, Ness got another two-point near fall. And the match ended up 15-4 to with Ness netting a decision victory. It just seemed just kind of like the Minnesota guys were just that much more, I don't want to say conditioned, because I don't think that's the case. It just seemed like they were just ready. They were just prepared, and they knew exactly what they were going to do. And some of the MSU guys just kind of came out there, and, you know, it was uh, tough. They just 
couldn't really get what they wanted to do, whether it came with grappling, whether it came with takedowns or, you know, breaking them down from the top or getting escape points. It was just tough. And then you got the Nash Bros at 165 and 174. We're going to start with uh, Bobby. Bobby Nash for the Spartans was up against Daniel Zilverberg from Minnesota, who has a pretty cool name, although I'm not really a fan of him, but whatever. The match started with a takedown for Zilverberg, which is in the beginning of the first two points. Nash got a one-point escape. Nash was down 3-1 to one at the end of the second period. Both wrestlers looked beat when the sec- third period started. Um, Nash starts down, got an escape point. The score was then 10, or excuse me, 2-3 to three in the beginning of the third period. Zilverberg, Zilverberg got a good single-leg takedown. He got one after Nash's escape. So the score is 5-2 with less than a minute left in the third period. Nash got another escape with 20 seconds left. You know, so Nash is out there, 20 seconds left, trying to get a couple shots. He got some good shots in, went for a single, went for a double. He was just working, and uh, it ended up, he ended up losing 5-3 to three by a hair, which the match was a lot closer than what the score would indicate, which was good. It was good for the Spartans. So at this point, they were down uh, pretty significantly to Minnesota. And then uh, you got <clears throat> Bobby's brother, Kevin, came in. Uh, 174 for the Spartans, who was going up against the Gophers, fifth-ranked Logan Storley. Uh, there's a lot of action in the first period, which you know is always exciting in a wrestling match because sometimes there's not. Sometimes guys are just working, trying to get you know any sort of position, any sort of advantage. And another another thing, it seemed like whenever we were aggressive and tried to go in for some shots or tried to work a lot, it seemed like we were kind of hesitant because we understood that we were going against such technically versed wrestlers that we knew at the end of the day that if we made a mistake, they would capitalize on it. So that kind of hindered us. But, you know, it was good to see um, Kevin come out and try to work a lot, try to be aggressive on Storley. But Storley ended up getting two takedowns in the first to raise the score to 6-2 to over Nash because Nash got two escapes after the two takedowns. Uh, Kevin was fighting really hard throughout the entire match. Um, Storley ended up getting a three-point near fall on a tilt, raising the score to 9-2 at the end of the second. Uh, Storley got a two-point reversal in the beginning of the third because Nash elected to get the top position. Uh, Storley ended up getting a tech fall to end the match, which it's just really deflating for, um, I mean, for me because, you know, I was such a great high school wrestler. <laughs> uh, it's The tech fall is just tough, you know, you're just because you can literally see a guy just trying to score as many points as he can on you, and it's just tough. It's just come uh, difficult to come back from, and then um, you know. But props to Kevin for going out there and giving it his best. You know, he tried his best against a kid who's fifth ranked in the nation, which is just incredible for a wrestler to be that good at what he's doing. So then we moved on to 184, which was one of the marquee matches of the night. Our guy John Riscala, who's 19th ranked in the nation, was versus uh, 9th ranked Kevin Steinhouse for the Gophers. Uh, match started out. Steinhouse got a second leg take or single leg takedown over a jumping Riscala, which according to head coach Minkle, John's very an unorthodox kind of wrestler, so that guess kind of made sense. But um, Steinhouse would get the single, and then John would just start jumping and try and, like, he's, I, I'm not really sure what he was going for. He must have been trying to get out of it, but it just didn't, just didn't really happen. Uh-huh. But it was, it was interesting to see that because you don't normally see wrestlers jumping up in the air like that and trying to avoid a takedown. But... So Steinhaus got a 2-0 lead at the beginning of the first period. And then uh, Steinhaus got a reverse at the beginning of the second period because 
he ended up going down, uh, raising the lead to 4-0 for Minnesota. Riscala got a one-point escape, two-point takedown, the two-point near fall for Steinhaus. And then I noticed that Steinhaus had quite a single leg takedown, which seemed to be a trend for a lot of the Minnesota guys. They'd go in. Because a single leg, it's, well, for me it was always easier. It was something I could do um, just to net a couple points. And it seemed like the Minnesota guys were really keen on the single. Um, and I asked Coach about that later, but we'll get to that later. Um, and then Steinhaus ended up getting a two-point near fall to end the second period. He led Riscala 10-1 to in the third. Riscala looked beat and out of sorts as Steinhaus continued to net takedowns with his single leg. Um, Steinhaus got a three-point near fall to raise the lead to 15-1. to He ended up getting a tech fall with riding time, which is really unfortunate for John, um, you know, just because he's a top-ranked wrestler and he's trying to go out there and trying to get something for his team who's down, trying to inspire, you know, the bench who seemed kind of out of sorts at that point. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? And then at 197 pounds, we had Nick Diarmid, who was going against number one ranked Scott Schiller for the Gophers. Nick Diarmid got an early lead with a takedown in the first period. He led 2-1 to one over the top ranked Schiller. <laughs> now from the, uh, from the stands, we were sitting, and I heard one of the fans yelling, he's cheating, ref! Was uh, one of the... You know, people were yelling as uh, Nick fought off a supposed ankle grab by Schiller. Schiller escaped for one point, uh, and then eventually his lead was extended to 4-2 to over Nick. Uh, Schiller got a takedown, which ended up with the score was 6-2 to two with less than a minute left in the second period. Two-point reversal for Schiller because he started on bottom in the third. Nick got a one-point escape. And then another two-point takedown, one-point escape for Nick. The score was 5-10 with Minnesota in the lead. Double-leg takedown for Schiller. MSU's wrestlers, I noticed, have looked, consist- have looked consistently tired towards the late portion of their matches. Just, I mean, that's just what happens when you're wrestling guys who are just technically versed and just pushing, pushing, pushing the whole time. It's really difficult to uh, maintain your conditioning, which is one of the, you know... What a coach kind of drills on his wrestlers is, all right, you guys got to get out there and got to try your best and got to go ahead and um, just get out there and try your best. But anyway, so uh, Schiller got a 13-6 to victory. And then a side note that I figured out was that Schiller has not lost a duel in his Big Ten career. Um, the guy's 20-0 and on the season. He's number one ranked at 197. So good job for Nick getting out there and trying his best. And then in the top-ranked match of the night, I mean, at this point, it was, the match was pretty much out of hand for us. And uh, looking for anything, looking for something to redeem ourselves. So we got, at heavyweight, we had Mike McClure, who's ninth-ranked in the nation, versus uh, second-ranked Tony Nelson. And I actually talked to Tony's older brother when I was in the stands, which is um, some of the audio you probably heard a little earlier. And... uh his brother was just talking about, you know, I came out to support Tony, and it just seemed like, you know, he's just rooting for his younger brother, which you can't blame him, which is unfortunate that he wrestles for Minnesota. But anyway, so uh, first period was pretty slow, but that's kind of what you expect out of the heavyweight wrestlers just because guys are, you know, 
large, <laughs> um, it's not going to be nearly as quick as the smaller weight classes. So uh, Nelson ended up with a second period escape to get a lead, 1-0. to uh, <laughs> I thought that it looked vaguely like two bears in uniform dancing just because the guys were just pushing each other around trying to get position. It's a lot... With the heavyweights, they try to work a lot of underhooks, which is, you know, you're trying to gain position on a bigger guy and get a little, get some momentum and get a uh, leverage. McClure took bottom at the beginning of the third period, looking for an early escape. McClure had 23 seconds to escape before riding time kicked in, and the crowd's just yelling and roaring, "Come on, Mike!" and everyone's just yelling. And I mean, it's it's regardless of what the score of the match was, you cannot say that the MSU fans were not involved in it because they were just going bananas for uh, Mike and just cheering him on. And then um, it ended up, Nelson ended up getting the riding time. Nelson got a stalling call with 20 seconds left. And then uh, the match ended. Nelson got a 2-0 to victory, including riding time over McClure. You know, we ended up losing 35-3, to which is... Uh, tough score. It's a tough match for the Spartans going against a top-ranked wrestling squad. And Coach was talking about how you don't want to wrestle the rankings and stuff like that versus these kind of guys. And, I mean, he stated later that this is a top-ranked team that's going to end up competing for a national championship. And you can't, you know, you just can't really expect a whole lot more from our guys. We went out there and tried our best. And that's all you can ask, and you got to go out there and just try to redeem yourself. Um, especially after you know you took a hard loss at Iowa. That's top ranked. There, Iowa's right behind Minnesota. Minnesota's second in the nation, and Iowa's third. And you just got to come out and try to do your best after that. And I, you know, I give our guys props. It's it's just tough. It's just real tough, especially like I said, when you're wrestling in the Big Ten. It's just the cream of the crop. We're uh, next time we wrestle is up against Michigan. That's in their home arena. So, obviously, we're hoping to beat the Wolverines, as always is with our Spartans, because it doesn't matter what the sport is. We're always looking to get a W against the uh, hated rivalries and all that. And Coach was talking about that last night as well. He mentioned that anytime you go against Michigan, the hatred and the competition and the passion just kind of goes up another notch. And So we're just hoping for our our wrestlers to come out and give a strong showing. And, uh, yeah, you know, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, if you did listen. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm Nick Carver. I am host of the Pin Down Wrestling Show for MSU Impact Sports, and I'll be doing this for the rest of the year. So just keep, stay tuned in, and uh, let's go Spartans.